Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's it going? We're back with episode 58 of Bold Sports. I was off today. Matt had to do a little bit of work. Did some work. Did some work. Mm. I did work around the house. I, I read up a little bit, did some dishes, you know. Yeah. Maintenance stuff. Maintenance stuff, right. I, I did a load of towels. Uh, tomorrow's my laundry day. Yeah. I'm dreading that. Oh, man. Because Amanda's got to go to work. Because you keep it all, like, to one day? Well, we have a laundromat. Oh, We don't okay. have the washer and dryer here. If I had the washer and dryer here, I'd do multiple loads throughout the week. Yeah. And make it a lot easier. But... Yeah. So we kind of do... We kind of have enough stuff to last us, like, two weeks. Without have and then after two weeks, I can still go a couple days, mm-hmm. but it's on like the uncomfortable underwear, so you know, yeah. I um, mean... so yeah, we gotta. I, so tomorrow, man's gotta work. I got I got laundry duty. The good thing about the laundromat though is everything's done in two hours, yeah. It's not like an all day thing where, oh, all right, it's halftime, you're gonna change the washer and dryer and then bring the basket up and fold while the other ones are going and you know, stuff like that. Or you get sidetracked, like, doing other house projects, and then you forget about the washer for, like, an hour and a half and stuff. So I don't know. The biggest the biggest improvement in my life was getting laundry hookups. Getting a washer. Well, having, well, having the hookups, but then also, like, getting a deal on a washer and dryer. And Well, that's a good thing about homeownership now. Like, it's yours. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, I, I had a washer and dryer in my last rental. Mm. So that was... That was a big difference, you know. And then I got to pass it on to the next person. It is, yeah. In the upstairs apartment, though. So then my landlord had to install more electrical outlets on the other side. So I'm sure he loved that. But I wasn't going to give a free washer dryer to someone I never met, you know. Yeah. So I gave it to the person who lived upstairs. And, that, that was cool for the, you know. like, five, four years you lived there or whatever yeah. it was. And, like, she, was a, she had cats. So, like, as a cat, as a cat person, like... You know how much laundry that entails. Yes. So. Yes. You know. Yeah, uh, especially this time of year where the where the winter coat's coming in mm-hmm. and so forth. There's a little more shedding. There's a little more fur balls around. Yeah, like just leaving something on the floor and oh. then like wearing it again tomorrow. Like that's not really an option. Well, see, I don't leave stuff on the if For me, if it hits the floor, it's dirty. If it hangs on a chair or a couch hangs on a chair if it hangs on a chair mm-hmm. or a couch it's still wearable yeah so sure. once it hits the floor it's over yeah well, that's all there is to that <sighs> laundry day man i i pity you a little bit yeah it's okay do you, do you have some place nearby that you can go to have a drink while you're waiting uh, the tennisons across the street and are closed during a day oh man <laughs> so wait you could go to a different laundromat i could but mcneely tunnel's open McNeely Tunnel's open. Yeah, I get it. Go um, go up Alberts. But I could say hi to Gina. I, I will I will have the vehicle. <clears throat> yeah. So Okay. Local local trips only. Yeah. Got it. Local trips only. Um now Sheets does sell beer and there's no sign that says no alcohol inside the laundromat. Well it's not it's not as much fun. I'm, I'm it trying has to... Wi Fi and a TV. Oh they have TV? They have a TV. Do they have cable? They have cable, but it's like the basic cable. Do like... they get TNT? Yes. Okay, so you can watch soccer tomorrow. I can watch soccer tomorrow. I'm trying to steer this back to sports. There know? we go. Yeah, you're stuck at the laundromat tomorrow I know. afternoon. We're gonna watch, oh, wait, yeah. no, it's Thursday. Sorry, 
you got to have the streaming for the Europa League. Well, they you can have, watch soccer on your phone. They have, they have Wi-Fi. You can watch soccer they have on your phone. I can take the laptop. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Uh, we can do that. But uh, real quick, with some super local stuff going on. Really local. <clears throat> the WPIL playoffs are in week two, which depending on what um, conference. Well, actually, no. They, they're they all in their... They're all in the semifinals now. We're focusing on 6A here. Yeah, we're focusing on 6A. Um, and well, even next week, next weekend's the 16th and the 17th. That's when all the Heinz Field shit's going on. Yeah. So these are the, they played down their brackets and they're into the semifinals. 6A is the big boys. Uh, you have Seneca Valley is going to be at North Allegheny. And Mount Lebanon is going to be at Pine Richland. Uh, Seneca Valley took down your alma mater last weekend. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a game in Fox Chapel. And then uh, Lebo won at home, and they're going to head out to Pine Richland. Now, everybody is expecting uh, Pine Richland and NA to meet at Heinz Field. That, yeah, that's... But it's high school football. Anything subject to happen. Right. And, you know, they had reasonably warm weather for most of the season. I know, I know. Like the the game, like two, three weeks ago that I went to at Lebo was kind of kind of rainy at, at halftime, right? Um, in the second half, but it wasn't terrible out. You know, it's gonna be pretty cold this weekend, and you know that that can change the way these like big scoring North Hills powerhouses, you know, yeah, might might get a little more conservative if if it's a little cold and somebody you know cracks them once real good in the first quarter. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I know. We'll see what uh, happens. I know. Last. Uh... What was it last weekend or the weekend before started the high school playoffs? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people where I work and I work in the Bridgeville area, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, high school football's over, so maybe we'll we'll be a little busier and whatnot." And I'm like, "Guys, you understand that all the schools in this area are in the playoffs?" Yeah. What? I'm like, yeah, all except Charval, but like, South Fayette, South Fayette, you know. St. Clair, Lebo, Peters, Bethel made it. Um, Bethel. Um, I mean, they were all in, and they're like, "Oh, Cannon Mac." Canamac, yeah, Canamac lost to Mount Lebanon. Mm. Um, so there's less schools that are in the play. Like I, I, you know, Upper Saint Clair is out. I know that um, South Fayette's in. I work with a bunch of South Fayette kids. They're still in. Uh, Saint Clair's out. Lebo's in, obviously. Peters is still in. So uh, it's gonna get narrowed down here real quick, and um, maybe we'll get some Friday night business back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man. <laughs> where do where do people go around here? Like, is there? I mean, I know Minios is always like slammed after Lebo games. See, I um, I don't I don't know like where where I grew up. Like the Edgewood Eaton Park was usually like tough to yeah, get a table I mean, after I, a Woody I mean, High I game. I don't I don't know about like the kids where they go. Yeah, I don't worry about the kids. I worry about the adults coming into the bar and drinking and spending money. Well, right, but I mean, like the adults sometimes go places that are like more kid friendly because they got their kids with them. The saloon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, your place could be considered Yeah, that, my, you know? my, yeah, there, my place is like, considered games friend. and shit that the yeah, kids Yeah, there's could games play. and stuff the kids you can know, do. You know, like, I, I was at Amel's once with, like, a bunch of, like, dance moms and the dance kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids were all at, like, one table. And they just looked so bored and miserable while, like, And the moms their, are sitting there sucking Moms are getting out. smashed. Moms and, like, they're being loud as hell. Yeah. Around. We're trying to, like, have a conversation on the patio. Like, uh You know, so it could be like that sometimes. Like, you know, maybe, maybe they should come whoever... Maybe they should all just, like... You get slammed at like eleven thirty. That'd be awesome. <laughs> with all with all the kids who are up too late and their parents. That'd be yeah. awesome. I'd take it. Also uh, up too late. I'd I'd take it. Um but yeah, so WPIL playoffs uh going strong. Uh and then next weekend is um 
is, is the uh, Heinz Field Finals, Norwin High School Finals, and Robert Morris Finals. Uh, since they're playing four games at Heinz Field, and mm-hmm. the other ones are at uh, five A's at Norwin and one uh, A or or two A's at uh, Norwin High School. So, wow. Well, we'll see what the final yeah, matchups Morris. are. Yeah, we'll I, I the, can't wait to see what the, the final matchup. Yeah, is. I didn't even look into like exactly to see who has to drive out to freaking Norwin. And who has, yeah, I mean, watch it be like. I mean, if McKeesport is McKeesport still in? Because that's not too far from McKeesport's still in. They yeah. played. They beat USC last week. Nor- Norwin's bad. like kind of close to McKeesport, I guess. Yeah. Route thirty. I, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, who the hell else is out there? I don't know. Five five A tends to be more like that's North Hills, Penn Hills. Yeah, like um, they're Gateway. Like exactly, with the exception know. of North Hills, they're all kind of more east of the city. Yeah. So I guess it's not as bad. Yeah, I mean, there's some other five. Like, I don't know who. Else. We'll have to look. We'll we'll have a breakdown next week on who is making the finals, and that's pretty much the important part on that. So, did you get a chance to watch any of the Pens game tonight, or yeah, listen I did. to it? I did get to watch. Most of the Pens game. That's awesome. Uh, Coach Sully, uh, he's changed up a few things. Uh, tonight he started Casey DeSmith tonight against the Caps. Uh, some of the lines were switched up, mm-hmm. especially after uh, Gino decided to go ahead and take a 10-minute major uh, in the third period. <laughs> I mean, say what he did. Say what it's for. Okay, so T.J. Oshie comes up next to him, and, and he checks him, and then when he checks him, he, he lifts the elbow and catches him head contact. You know what? If that happened to Gino, we'd be pissed and bitching about it, too. Like, oh, that's a 10-minute. Where's the 10-minute major? You know what? Mark Madden just wrote out a quick article, and the one thing I do like about Mark Madden is he's a hockey dude, and any other sports he talks about, I could care less but because he's a jag. But hockey, the dude knows the shit, and he's like, you know, if anybody, it, it, you know, you're trying to take the headshots out of the game. You know, Malkin's the one that did it. He's the, he, you know, he's got to pay the piper. Boom. Yeah. That's what it is. That's hey, you know what? When you're tied 1-1, you shouldn't be doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, you know, maybe Malkin didn't realize his head was right there. Weren't they on the power play when he did it? Yeah. Yeah, were. that was a, the worst part about it was like, the pens I'm kind of distracted, okay, but I'm aware that the pens are on the power play. And then I notice that there's a penalty, and I, I see the replay, and I'm just like, oh, you know, Gino. I, did, I didn't see, like, the angle that showed, like, you know, the intent I guess the people are talking about, but you know, I saw that there was some head contact, and I was just thinking, like, well, that's just dumb. Well, Malkin's about six inches taller than T.J. Oshie, and yeah. T.J. Oshie comes in, and Malkin gives him the shoulder, and then gives him the whole well, you know, Malkin's elbow all up elbows, in the head. man. He's all, he's all elbows. That's yeah. his style. He just skates that way, man. But I you mean, know, like that. Uh, what was it like? The Seinfeld. Wasn't there one where there was like a character who like didn't move her arms when she walked, and everybody was like. You know, trying to get her to change because it was weird. Like Malkin, just he just jerks his arms around a lot when he skates. It happens. It happens. It happens. So, but during that ten minute major, which was awesome, is the Pens fought that whole thing off, and they actually had more shots shorthanded mm-hmm. than the Caps did on that whole ten minute power play, uh, which was pretty awesome. And Hornquist got to rest. Hornquist got to rest a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the game winner. It uh, did happen from T.J. Oshie, uh, who went in concussion protocol, mm-hmm. comes back out. He scores a game winner with, like, what, less than a minute left uh, in the third period tonight. That does put the Pens on a five-game uh, slide, unfortunately. But like we said, hockey's a long season. Don't get your panties in a bunch just yet. Jim Rutherford, though. Speak for yourself, man. Yeah, well, speak for yourself because Jim Rutherford today, before the game even started, comes out, has a press conference, 
And Jim Rutherford is not happy with the team. He blasts his own team to media and says changes will come and things will happen if things don't change. So, hey, Jim Rutherford, good for him. He built two Stanley Cup champions, championship teams back-to-back. He, it's his third Stanley Cup championship team he built. He built Carolina back in, what, 2006? Yeah. Somewhere around there, mm-hmm. five. Were they the first one after the... <clears throat> were they the first one after the lockout or were they the one before the lockout? I think no, they were after the lockout. They were, yeah, so they were the first one after the lockout yeah. that they won the Stanley Cup. They played Edmonton. Mark Recchi was on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, now Mark Recchi's a coach for us, and he was a player on that Carolina team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, Rutherford, good for him. You know, maybe they'll get the guy a fire lit under their ass or something. Uh, he was talking about how he was very impressed on the Canada swing. 23 goals scored. The stars emerged. Uh, there was goals from all four lines. Uh, the defense actually scored as well, um, especially on the power play. You get that shot from Crystal Tang off the point. It's ridiculous. Um, and then they go on a five-game skid. I mean, Is you know, Sully on the hot seat? I don't think Sully's on the hot seat. You this, sure? Because I don't it's a lot so. easier for the GM to like back up his talk by firing a coach. You're right. You know, he's not he's not going to ship out the whole team and replace them with all new players. You know, he he might be able to get a a piece here or there, but he's got to give to get. You know, or you could just fire the coach. You know. Yeah. People you, will walk away from their like, you know, AHL contract to go be an NHL coach. Oh, of course they will. But so the, you know, I mean, or, the easiest way the... to shake things up in hockey. Bring is to fire coaches. the coach. Look what the Blackhawks just did. Well, I mean, that same thing happened with Rutherford whenever he fired uh, Johnson and then yeah. brought Sullivan up from the Wilkes-Barre Pens. And Don't forget they, Bilesma. Bilesma, same thing. He fired uh, Michelle Therrien and then brought Bilesma and they went and won the cup. Mm-hmm. He fires Rutherford, they go in and won the cup. Yeah. And then they won the cup the next year. Um, and last year they went deep into the playoffs. You know, didn't win the cup. I don't fault them for not winning the cup last year. They played a hell of a lot of... They played more hockey than anybody in two years. Mm. Um, but I don't think... I don't think Sullivan's on the hot seat, personally. I think it would be stupid to fire Sullivan. The easiest way to shake things up is to it fire is. the coach. It is. You are correct. Right or wrong. Right or wrong, But you the, Cav- the Cavs fired Tyron Lue. I mean... You know, they, got, they lost LeBron, and Kevin Love's injured. And there's nothing they can do about that, but they can fire the coach. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I don't think so. And the Blackhawks fired Joel Quenville. I, but Rutherford has has that knack of going out and getting pieces and bringing pieces in and getting pieces. And out. that's going to take time. Like he can't pull the trigger on something just to pull the trigger. Like no. he's got to he's got to find a deal that he thinks works. And he's I'm Definitely sure I'm sure he's got scouts, salary cap. He's got he's got else. eyes everywhere. Uh, um, you know, and he's got capologists. Like you just mentioned, you, you know, if he and I'm if, sure he also knows who can coach and who's available to move up to the NHL, you know, or who's in the NHL that they could have they ever traded coaches in the NHL? We know they've done it in football, but I mean, the uh, NHL's goofy. Yeah, I mean, they could trade coaches. I couldn't imagine them not trading coaches. I mean, they they brought Gordy Howe out of retirement at like the age of like sixty three, sixty three. Yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> if you could do that, you could trade a coach. Yeah. In hockey. You know, even if it's kind of circus-like, sometimes it works. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you go. I'm not. I'm not trying to get rid of the guy. I don't I'm have anything against him. I'm not against the guy either. I'm, I'm I, saying, I, like, I when a think... GM comes out at this stage of the season and says that, like, you know, heads are going to roll if things don't improve, like, 
It speaks towards What's he gonna coaching do? Cut Hornquist? Like, cut Latang? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Shuffle role players? Like, drop your fourth line and bring up a fourth line from the minors? Like, what are you going to do? They've already brought up a couple lines. Tinker with lines. lines? Like, these are... Tinkering with lines is something a coach can do. Right. When the GM's talking about making changes, he's talking about someone's losing their job. Yeah, and you know Sidney Crosby's not getting traded. No. I mean... I'm not going to trade Malkin. I mean... Like, that's not a new idea either. No. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Malkin has more upside than to trade. I think their goaltending's weak. I agree. I think fire coach is the number one upsetter move they make. Like, goalie trade of some sort would be number two. What are they going to do? Go back and get Flower back from Vegas? No. No. He's having a down year right now, too. He's kind of getting... you got to give to get. Like, where, what, where are they strong right now? Where they saw right now in the defense, not strong enough. I mean, depth-wise, defense is what they have to get rid of to bring in what they need. Yeah. Uh, offense, I don't think the offense is is weak at all. Um, I mean, I, it, the list of names that are on the lines. I mean, Crosby, Malkin, Hornquist, uh, Kessel. Yeah. I mean, now Kessel's someone they could move. Uh, yeah, and uh, apparently, depending on who you believe, like if Kessel's like a bad influence, like yeah, some people always beat uh, well, that well, drum. Well, well, there's thing that, that that beat the drum of Kessel being uh, not a he, he's not coachable under Sullivan. He he does his own thing. He's whatever. Um, I, I mean, that could be something that that again that goes back to well, if you can't coach him, I'll find somebody that will. Right, and the <laughs> analytics people aren't going to want to coach someone like that. So you got to get someone old school, someone like French with like a big bushy mustache, like oh I don't know, say Joel Quenville. I mean he's available. I mean, uh, it was what... he can curse out Kessel in in French under his breath and not like hurt hurt Phil's feelings too much. Well, the thing is, is Kessel's an American. Exactly, so, like... he doesn't speak a foreign language. <laughs> I mean, I bet you he's picked up a little French just from playing hockey. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. I'm sure he knows how to curse. But I mean, but no, he doesn't know like spreadsheet curses. Like, yeah, like true. A GM like might use. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, who knows? Again, I, I personally think it's early in the season, um, still, and then it is still early. You're absolutely right. Well, uh, they haven't even <clears> played their game on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, which yeah. is usually a big deal. Yeah. But I'm going to be watching the Laker game that night. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they usually always do play on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then, then you're like into that weird holiday period. And then you've got the, you know, push from the new year to the trading deadline. And then you've got like the real push for the playoffs. And you always say it's three seasons, but it's really like six. <laughs> it's really like six. It's really like six. And we're in like the second season. At we're this like point. the second season. The right first now? season ends when there's like a critical mass of penguins fighting on Twitter. And I think we're about to be there. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I won't participate because I know my place and I know I don't know anything about hockey at all. <laughs> you know nothing. I know about nothing about hockey. hockey. <laughs> you know. Other let let's just leave this to the professionals. Yeah. Totally. Um but no, I, like I said, Pittsburgh fans, don't worry. And if Rutherford does want to make heads roll, Matt is right. You make heads roll by starting at the top down, shit flows downhill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to see Sullivan go, but if Rutherford's talking about making changes, your biggest change is in the coaching staff. If the, if he lost the team, 
I don't know that he lost the team. Okay, but if, if there's like it's a, five games. That's okay, okay again, but like if a GM is trying to like mix things up, like getting rid of a player that's popular in the dressing room like might make it worse. You know, it's true. Uh, getting rid of a coach that's really beloved would also potentially make it worse. But like, I don't hear anybody talking about Mike Sullivan like he's Al Arbor. Okay, they're not talking like he's Scotty Bowman either. Yeah, I mean. so I'm just saying like. You know, it's probably the easiest thing to shake up. I'm not saying I want it or that I feel qualified I mean, to make that call. Fire uh, Mark Recchi. What are you going to do? Fire uh, with uh, Jacques. Gonchar's uh, got to go. Gonchar. Just blame yeah. it on Gonch. Gonch, yeah. I mean, no, Gonch, I mean, what's up with your defense? What is that? Jacques, is it Jacques Lemaire? That, is uh, that who? No. Uh, Jacques Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jacques Martin, yeah. Yeah, Jacques Martin. Yeah, Jacques Lemaire. Jacques Lemaire was a hell of a player. Mm. Jacques Martin. I mean, what are you gonna do? Fire bench coach? I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, Sullivan kind of picked these guys to come in. I mean, for the well, he didn't. He didn't. But anyway, I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? Bring Rick Tockett back as your head coach? Hmm. 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 I don't know. Trade with Arizona. Mike Sullivan for Rick Tockett. Even up. No, 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 no. Throw it out. There. I mean, I know where he's got a house still sitting. So I, mean. Look, I don't want. I don't think the Penguins should base their coaching decision on like who owns a house. No, you know? not saying that at all. But I mean, Sid Bream has a house. <laughs> Sid Bream still lives in Pennsylvania. Well, look, let's make Sid Bream the Pens coach. He's got a mustache. <laughs> he's got a mustache. It's he's, awesome. He's, he satisfies one of my requirements. There you go. All right, folks. Uh, yeah. So Pens. Like I said, I'm not worried. You know, Sullivan said t- make changes. I mean, that might be just him talking to get the team fired up. Maybe. That might be him talking like Sullivan going and be like, look, motherfuckers, my job's on the line now. Now your job's going to be on the line. Right, so if they you hear know, this podcast and they still don't care, then maybe he, maybe he has lost the room. Hey, I hope they. I hope some of the Penguins listen. They're to listening podcast. right now and they're like, I can't believe that, Matt. I know, He's such right? an asshole. I can't yeah. believe he said they should fire our beloved... Gaffer, our our dear dear leader, Coach Mike Sully Sullivan, <laughs> and then they then they just delete all all Sorgatron podcasts. Don't do that. Just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. take it out on all the others. It's just bold sports. Yeah, it's, that just it's just us. It's just we're us. We're okay with it. And we're idiots. We, we we can't even skate or play hockey. So I can skate and I can play I can hockey. skate a little. Too. I can play hockey, but I can't do both at the same I time. I can skate, but I can't walk the day after. How's that? Ah, uh, it's been a while since I've skated. Yeah, so I don't even know if I can. I could lace them up. I don't know if I could still actually skate. Oh, no. I go to the ice castle where they got the, like, rollerblade straps. Oh, <laughs> I, have mine, I have my own skates in the basement. Oh, yeah? I don't nice. know when the last time they sharpened yeah. if they still fit, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> we should go to the ice castle. Yeah, we can walk there. Yeah. We can walk there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, NCAA Hoops started last night. Uh, some pretty big matchups to get off the bat for the first game. Number one, Kansas, and, num- and number one, 10, Michigan State. Uh, played, uh, Kansas came out on top. They won that one by five. Number two, Kentucky, uh, J- coach Calipari down there in Kentucky. He's actually got some returning players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Duke number four, who actually has like three freshmen that are probably going to be one and dones. I was going to say that they look like an NBA team last night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they Kentucky's uh, good at all. Say, like if you do, Duke if you handled, do... Duke handled that with no problem. 118 to 84. That was the worst loss Coach Cal ever suffered in his coaching career. Uh, and also, uh, Duke has this freshman. Uh, I want to say he's a guard. 
the, he put up a ridiculous amount of points last night. He's six seven, two forty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he they, they had the comparison with him and Aaron Judge, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> What's his name? Zion Williamson. Yeah, yeah. He, he and he's, he's he's been like the talk ever since he committed. Oh yeah, as soon as he committed, he's Duke. probably the number one pick in the NBA. Right, and well, Duke's got God forbid he like doesn't get hurt. Duke's got three, um, three freshmen that are gonna be one and dones. Mm. Now, if you've ever watched the ESPN Thirty for Thirty One and Not Done with, about Calipari, um, which again, here we go, revert to a Thirty for Thirty. But yeah, um, it's always. It, it it's a great show, and they have uh, Coach K on there talking, and he goes, and he had to adjust his coaching to these kids being one and dones because you know Coach Coach K has always had the kids stay four years. I mean, mm-hmm. they, I mean, even uh, Coach K has been coaching since nineteen eighty three at Duke. Yeah. So I mean, we all know the Leitner years, the Bobby Hurley years, the uh, Grant Hill years, all those. He's got so many NBA players come through, but they all stayed four years, mm-hmm. and then. It's recently in the last what eight years, ten years you had the one and dones, and then Calipari's been the one to be able to take. He he was at Memphis and Kentucky, and being able to get these guys come in and he's won one championship, one championship to where Duke's had Coach K's had what eight five five but five five. It seems like it should be more. It's well, he's gone to a lot of final he goes, games. He goes to a lot of final. He fours goes to a lot of final, final fours games. and a lot of final games, and, and, and he loses to a superior team. It's hard to win like thirty-two games in a season. It is in college basketball. Um, so you get really high, you get really good, you go really far in the tournament, and you're still liable to lose it again. So it is. Uh, and but it, that that was a little surprising that it was only five. Right. It seems like like Belichick have has more Super Bowls than than Coach K. Well, Belichick only has five as a head coach. But still, like, you know, more rings than Coach K. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, Coach K, like you said, I mean, uh, so Coach K had to, like, balance his, you know, recruiting and stuff and dealing with the the one-and-done phenomenon going on. Yeah. So he was able to get a bunch of kids now. And, I mean, that dude last night, what did he throw up, like 42 points? (laughs) College game? That's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching Duke this year on ACC Network streams since right. the Pitt games are going to be blacked out. and Maybe I'm not going to want to watch Pitt so much. But I, Actually, you're probably going to be able to see Duke more on national TV than you will on the streams. Okay, yeah. That too, because they are they're like... they're Duke. Well, <laughs> because they're Duke and because now they also have a curiosity in that you get to watch, you know, a future NBA star go up against, you know, ACC talent and other... Allegedly big programs like Kentucky, who I'm, I'm sure they'll rebound and bounce back and have a, you know, strong SEC campaign, despite getting dismantled on national TV against Duke in the in the first game. Uh, yeah, so I mean, now here's what's funny is they're in these little mini pocket tournaments and stuff. Right I kind of like how they're doing it now and, with and the they, campus games, and they have the the pocket tournaments, and then they mm-hmm. have like non conference play, yeah, and so forth. But their rankings, their national rankings, still uh, are affected by this. It's not like, you know... It's cool because it used to be like some teams would go to these invitational tournaments and, like, other teams would just start by playing, like, regional schools. And, like, I mean, that's what Pitt did. You know, they played YSU. Yeah, they played, um, yeah, they played YSU last night. And we we're gonna, I was just going to talk about Pitt playing YSU. Uh, it was their first game uh, with Coach uh, Jeff Capel. Uh, at the helm, 
Uh, we're going to have to learn some names this year. Yeah. Uh, at Pitt basketball, um, Pitt has their first five games of season at home at the Pete. Uh, only ranked team uh, opponent coming in before conference play uh, is WVU on December eighth. Uh, conference play does begin uh, January fifth. Mm. So we have a you know a month and a half of non-conference play. I think it's about thirteen games um, going on. Pitt did win last night, sixty-three or sorry, sixty-nine to fifty-three over top of Youngstown State. Uh, last night, Pitt's high scorer was uh, McGowan's. He's a guard, seventeen points, five rebounds, two assists. Um, your next high scorer was sixteen points. That was uh, Xavier Johnson. He's also a guard. Uh, with five, uh, five rebounds and six assists. I mean, a lot of role players at Pitt right now. I mean, they had. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah, they had. Their starting five scored the most points, and they had two bench guys come off that scored seven points and two points. Uh, you know, a lot of names on here. I'm gonna have to go ahead and take a look and learn and figure out where yeah. they came out of and so forth. Again, college basketball, <laughs> super early. <laughs> it is early, and like this is cool. Like it, it kind of snuck up on me. Yeah, we got so many great sports um, going on right now. You know, like usually I don't start paying attention to college basketball until like Thanksgiving. At like some point during that weekend, I just get sick of football, and I'm yeah. like, what else is on? And yeah. there's some like rando like invitational game from like maui or the yeah the, all the Ma- yeah pitts played that yeah, Maui, but they're doing this thing now where they're they're having like these tournaments but they're having play-in games at like the campus sites okay so there's like a home game on campus in november and then they go play in like madison square garden over thanksgiving over thanksgiving yeah. or like the barclays center or you know or they play out in like detroit or yeah. somewhere so you know it's it's a good way to work some like games that people actually want to watch into the november calendar because on espn3 like on the streaming there's still a ton of just like you know local school versus like local division three school so so this uh so looking at Pitt's schedule it doesn't look like they're playing in any type of a weekend tournament because they have multiple days between games yeah um again their first couple games pitt's got vmi troy central arizona northern alabama they go to St. Louis. They go to Iowa, Big Ten team. That that might be one of those ACC Big Ten rivals. Yeah, I think that's going on. And then they got the city game uh, at at the uh, uh, PPG Paints uh, with Duquesne. Um, Niagara comes in. Then the WVU game. Pitt's got to go to Morgantown for that one this year. Mm. That's on the eighth. I said um, uh, Maryland Eastern, New Orleans, Colgate, and then. Uh, that's right. That's uh, December 29th. Then you got uh, UNC coming to Pitt this year. Yeah. And UNC is currently ranked eighth, which also played yesterday, which had a nice win. Nice. Um, and then they go into ACC play for the rest of the time and into uh, March Madness. So, I mean, uh, Jeff Cable, it's one game. It's Youngstown State. I'm not going to give the guy the fucking trophy right now. Mm. But. Um, you know, uh, from what I saw, recaps of the game didn't look too bad. Did you see anything a last night bit. on that? I, on I caught like most of the second half. Um, you know, it's a little early to tell. 
like like you said, like I'm still learning who the the personnel yeah are. Um, I mean, you expect them to beat Youngstown State. Like they didn't, they weren't like blowing them out of the gym. No. Okay, like you know, it's a little sloppy. It's the first game. You know, I'll be interested to see how much, you know, better they get like cohesively as a unit. You know, moving the ball. Well, <clears throat> real quick, um, NCAA AA. Uh, basketball top 25 also like we said subject to change just because these are non-conference games doesn't mean that they win or lose and they don't go up or down number one Kansas two Kentucky Gonzaga is a three Dukes at four Virginia's a five Tennessee's at six Nevada's at seven North Carolina uh, it's UNC North Carolina is at eight Villanova's at nine Michigan State 10 Auburn 11 K-State is 12 WVU is 13 Oregon's 14 uh, Virginia Tech's 15, Syracuse is 16, Florida State 17, Mississippi State 18, Michigan's at 19, TCU, Coach Jamie Dixon out there is in t- at number 20, uh, UCLA 21, Clemson 22, LSU 23, Purdue 24, and Washington UW at 25. That's your top 25 NCAA hoops. Um, it's early in the season. Keep an eye on it. It's always fun to watch. Yeah. And it fills the void when the Pens aren't playing and the Steelers aren't playing. Yeah, that's my routine. Usually, <laughs> like, this time of year, it's, you know, if there's a, you know, a weeknight, if there's not a Pens game on, then I watch basketball. Yeah. I watch college over NBA. Um, they but... do stagger it so that, like, the better college games are on nights where the oh, NBA, because the NBA's got their ESPN deal. Right. So, like, some nights it's, like, ESPN's all See, about the college, and, and other nights they're all about the NBA. One good thing about Pitt being in the ACC now mm-hmm. is I always used to follow the Big East because of Pitt, and then yeah. Big East was always great basketball to watch no matter mm-hmm. who was playing. And then i follow the ACC because of Duke and North Carolina and NC State and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Pitt's in the ACC, that's pretty much the only conference I follow. I know Big East still exists for basketball, but I could not tell you who's in it. See, I still um, I follow I still follow Big East games because I, I like that they start at six thirty. That's like a really good move for them in terms of television. Right. Like, these are a lot of East Coast games. Like most East Coast games, like tip off at seven. Yeah. But the Big East is doing this thing at six thirty. So you're like, you know, why why watch a pregame show when I can watch a live when game. I can watch a live game? And like, you know, there's there's still cool programs. Like I would love to see. Seton Hall and Georgetown and St. Oh, John's. Yeah. Like, get Saint, back to what they used to be, like, what I remember from growing up. Yeah, minus um, Pitt and Syracuse and Rutgers and Boston College. Yeah, and yeah. then I, I follow the Big Ten a little bit just because... Yeah, yeah, you're in the It area. doesn't seem like... A, to me, the Big Ten's not, like, a big basketball conference. It is for, like, four schools. But basketball is a big sport for some schools in that area. It is. And some, some Midwestern places are still very big on hoops, you know? Indiana. Like Michigan and Indiana. Michigan, Indiana, Ohio State falls in there every few years. Yeah, um, Illinois has been good. Illinois has been good. Um, Northwestern, Michigan, Michigan State falls in every couple of years. Yeah, um, every couple. I mean, Michigan State's always good, but people tend to people. Okay, Michigan State being good in the tournament is like the one like basketball fact that like everyone who doesn't actually follow basketball says every year when they're filling out their bracket, myself included. Um, <laughs> and it's it's not as always true as you want it to be that's all i'll say about that all right folks as matt says always says about that we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now listen to what's going on with our friends up at sorgatron media studios in beachview with several more podcasts that they carry other than ours go take a listen there's a lot of interesting stuff
We'll be right back. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for segment two. Uh, we went a little long in segment one, but that's okay. A few of the topics we have coming up are uh, kind of breezies. Yeah, I was real passionate about the Penguins. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, we should uh, be. I mean, we, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday night, so like it's it's only been like three hours since I watched the team lose to the Capitals at like pretty much the last second. Yeah, um, and we hate that shit. And we hate that shit. And like I've seen more Caps games than Pens games this year because they're always on NBC. Yeah. Well, they won the cup last year. Okay, fine. I mean, that, that's fine. I get it. But... You know, they don't need to be on TV more than the freaking president. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Well, if you ask some people, I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> you know, Stanley Cups have consequences, and I get all that, but but it's like every time I, I don't hate Ovechkin. I don't. I'm not saying Ovechkin. I don't have to like you or hate you to be able to say that like you're on TV too much, right? I mean, that's true. Um, so. Uh, right now, uh, the PGA Tour uh, stops in Mexico this week. Keep an eye on the tournaments um, coming up uh, shortly. Uh, you don't know who's going to be in and who's not playing uh, the tournament. So they have moved back to um, the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, they were in the Eastern Hemisphere for the last month, mm-hmm. uh, playing in Korea and China and so forth. Um, they moved back to Western Hemisphere. They are playing. Um, in Mexico this weekend, of course, there's no majors till April. Uh, is April May? May. Mm-hmm. Masters is in April. Masters in April, mm-hmm. first weekend in April, right? Yeah. Mm, it's always it's always like right around Easter. It's like the second weekend usually. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's like the first it's, weekend. It's like when it's just teasing up here, but it's perfect golf. It's weather perfect golf in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, there's lots of great golf out there to be watched. Honestly, there is. You want to watch a tournament, you're going to find some guys in there. Um, these are the tournaments that you want to watch, though, and you're going to have some, like, stars emerge, like, kind of how, like, Ricky Fowler emerged that one year, mm. how Jordan Spieth came out and won a couple of those small tournaments. Like, I know, I was looking at the lineup. They actually go back to Eastlake in, like, two, three weeks. Like, they have a next week's tournament, they're in Mexico this week. Next week, they're on an island out in Georgia playing a Lynx course. And then the week after that, they played Eastlake again. And then they go out to Hawaii. Man. So, or they I, go bet to, that, I bet that Georgia or, or, course or, or, or is they, Or they go to Napa, and then they go to Hawaii for the Hawaii swing. I kind of want to watch the Lynx golf in Georgia. Mm. I just, I, you know, we're settling in for winter here, and I just, I would love to see, like, some tropical weather on my I team. I can tell you right now, I played nine holes just Yesterday, yes. Played nine, right, yeah. I played nine holes yesterday. Yesterday, in yesterday Pittsburgh, was crazy. Yesterday in Pittsburgh, it was 66 degrees yeah. between midnight and like 4 p.m. Dude, okay. And then the temperature, the bottom fell out. Yeah, but during windy. the day yesterday, I had some bullshit stuff to do, and then I had to go to work last night. But I got in nine holes. I went to Lebo, played nine holes. Let me tell you right now. You want to talk about playing knockdown shots all day? Yeah. <laughs> If you put the ball in the air, either got held up gone. or push right yeah. or push left. Yeah. Um, depending on which I, way I you're faced on the course. Um, for nine, I, I mean, for nine holes, I kept score, and it's a par 36 lead, but I shot 44. Yeah. Um, but I knew to play knockdown shots. I pulled my driver out on two holes, mm-hmm. and the two holes I pulled it out on was number two and seven. Okay. Um, because. 
Number seven, you could have you could be the worst driver in the world and still get a good drive on number seven, unless you really shank right. Okay. Because you're at the elevated T, and you go out. I guarantee you, this the the best. This is the shortest club I've ever used on a second shot number seven. I used a wedge. Yeah. I had like a 320-yard carry. The wind was straight behind me. I hit the ball out to the left, and the wind picked it up and carried it, and, and my fade went right around, and it landed it just in the right side of the rough, 80 yards from the green. Nice. I had a 320-yard carry, and it bounced like twice. Wow. Um, the course is still soft. Yeah. Um, number two, I used a driver on, uh, and that was because I knew the wind was pushing uh, from right to left, so I wouldn't slice or fade out into number three fairway so i get out there and, it, and i got it up and i had a low drive and it still got me up to the top of the hill i was good and then i hit a six iron from there because of the wind and i was fighting the wind and the six iron i was playing the fade uh, but i got it way too up high in the air and it kind of just held it up and then knocked it straight down i was still short at the wedge up but here and there Hey man, it's great I got to... out on a fucking course in November, so No, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> like I went like for a run yesterday, like I, I went out in shorts and a t shirt. Mm-hmm. And I got home and I'm thinking like, you know, and I, I flip on the T V and it's all like election news and I'm just thinking like I can't believe like I just voted in a general election and then went running outside with like nothing that even resembles long sleeves. Like I can't say I, I can't say I remember like a, a, a November election day that was well, like, as I mean, warm as there was a couple of years ago that we had a lot of warm days in November and we played a lot of golf in November December. Um, I remember a couple of years ago I played golf Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean it's Pittsburgh. We're in a, uh, a El Nino year. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird. So wet it's gonna winter, be a it's gonna be a wet winter. I'm thinking yeah. we're not gonna get that cold, but we're gonna pounded with snow. I think we're gonna get like those those six eight inch snowfalls. Um, repeatedly, um, awesome this year. I love cleaning my car off. Yeah, I love driving. I love it. Six. I love it when the roads aren't bad, so I can't use them as an excuse, and therefore I have to fucking clean my car off and go drive somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Totally perfect. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye on the PGA Tour. There's a lot of guys playing in these tournaments. Ricky Fowler's looking really good right now. I was watching some him on the range online the other day. Um, you know. Uh, and then don't forget the uh, Tiger Phil. Um, that's a Friday. That's Black Friday, or is that the Saturday? I think it's well. As I as I outlined during the break, I have travel plans for Thanksgiving, right? so I'm yeah, so probably not gonna. I have travel plans for Thanksgiving too, but we gotta be back Black Friday because Amanda and I gotta work. That's when we don't see each other for the next like. Mm. We have our little hurrah. We go to Cleveland for my aunt's house on Thanksgiving Day, but we go up the day before. Yeah, and we eat and drink around the city and enjoy each other. Um, because we're not going to see each other starting Black Friday for the next, like, six weeks. So, everyone knows Black Friday for its retailness, and that obviously affects Manda very, very seriously. It affects me um, in the restaurant business. Well, that's the thing people don't talk about, is, like... <laughs> All the, the need, holiday parties. The need to, like, <laughs> eat food that you didn't cook. Yes. At but... The day after Thanksgiving... And also the need to get hammered after spending even five minutes at a shopping center on yeah, that day. and also... Because I, for some people like me, who, like, don't really like malls and shopping and crowds, like, it, it can be very stressful. It is. And I, I, don't sh I don't do the Black Friday shopping, but I'm actually, like, in the market for a TV and a laptop this year. I can year, help so you out with that, and we'll talk about that later. Cyber Monday. 
I'm not gonna help you out. Sign we'll, me up. We'll talk about that later. I can <laughs> totally help you out. All that. Right. Uh, but yeah, me in the restaurant business and bar business. I mean, that's when we do. That's where I plan to bank twenty to thirty grand in a yeah. six week period between holiday parties because everybody's happy go lucky. Like, mm. oh yeah, my boss is paying for everything. Here's a hundred dollar bill. Thanks for keeping the ice cold. Yeah, Black you know, Fridays is just I mean, sneakily like busier yeah. than St. Patrick's. Yeah, Day it is. I love it. Um, yeah. I so love good it. luck to you, and you know I. Whatever, whatever, like superstitions you have for like good fortune and wealth, like you know. See, I plan to work. I bring black, it. Like I, they, they, some people have the little cats, you know, little yeah, cat, yeah, yeah, little cat paw, the little lucky cat, cat paw. paw. Yeah. It brings you much wealth on Black Friday. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And you can always hear about Phil and Tiger on the Twitter machine. And I'll probably end up getting to watch it at some point. Okay. Um, yeah. whether it's bootlegged or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> so also I think ESPN is doing that I could probably watch on my phone it's going to be on Bleacher Report that too you can get that app and watch so it another sport that we really haven't talked a lot about or anything about I know NASCAR is coming down to three, lace, uh, three races left in the season have we ever mentioned NASCAR uh, once or twice maybe once or twice um, I, there's eight drivers left in the chase for the cup uh, you know but it's not just eight guys driving around the track. They have every there's every, there's there's, 40, there's forty one guys. So you can still racing. be a spoiler. You can still be a spoiler. These guys are still making money. They're there's still money involved if you win. Um, yeah, but there's eight guys left in the point system. And honestly, since they went from the Winston Cup to it's, it's Sprint Cup now. No, no, no. It's Monster Cup now. Monster Cup. Yeah, it's really? Monster Cup now. Wow. Uh, but when they went from Winston Cup to um, Nextel. Nextel cup. Okay, so wait, so they they didn't want people to smoke anymore, so they switched it to Nextel cup yeah, because of the shitty yeah. dumb walkie talkies. But like everyone hated them and they're gone now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then they went to like Sprint Cup, which was like the worst provider of all the cell phone providers, and now they're promoting energy drink. Yeah, I like don't know. it might they might as well just tell people to start dipping. Well. Uh, <laughs> Go back to Winston Cup. Go, Jesus it should be like the Copenhagen Yo, Cup. Honestly, since since it, it hasn't been the Winston Cup, Monster I, is the I, trashiest I really, energy. Drink. I really I'm didn't. Sorry. I really didn't like. You know, I, I I liked watching it and so forth, and then it got to the point where it's now so commercialized. And NASCAR at one point in time was the number one most attended sport in the United States. Keep in mind, those tracks are huge. They hold mm. 200,000 people. Right. You know, they run so many races a year, these tracks, and it beat out football in attendance. It beat out baseball in attendance. I mean, because you're jamming 200,000 people in the stands doesn't mean you, and then you still have another 100,000 people in the infield. Um, it's a fun time to go to a race, a race event, and so forth. Um, I've been to a couple races. I haven't been to the Daytona 500 yet, which. Better happen in fucking February. Somebody's getting yelled at. Uh oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't want to get yelled at. So. No. I mean, you can make it happen. <laughs> uh, you know, turn. 40 Are you still and... gonna yell at Amanda though? If I if it's not her who like takes no, you? No, I won't yell at her. No. You know, okay. No, I won't yell at. Her. I, I mean, I, I'll just be upset if I don't get together Daytona 500. I said if. I, so if I, you're listening, Levy on. Like, yeah, 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 Lev Bell, if you're listening. Take you know, Steve to the day yeah, 500. I, I turned forty in February, and I always said I want to go. To, uh, it's close to your jet ski. Probably. I want to. I want to go to the Daytona Five Hundred. If I don't go by the time I'm forty, I'm just going by myself for the fortieth birthday for my fortieth birthday because the because the race falls 
either a couple days before or a couple days after, or sometimes on my birthday. So, yeah, it's like, you, you, yeah, my you know. mom's the 26th. Mm-hmm. So, there, yeah, sometimes we're out to dinner for her birthday when it's on. Sometimes sometimes it's a day before, you know. a couple days before. A couple well, days we after. always go out on a Sunday, though. That's right? the thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever Sunday's closest whatever to Sunday's, birthday yeah. is, you know, when we get exactly. together. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I've been watching NASCAR my whole life. I like it. I like the history of it and so forth. The way they got it so now, I haven't been as, like, oh, my God, I have to watch. I watch, like, maybe three races a year, which would be the Daytona 500, Watkins Glen, and Sonoma. And I watch Watkins Glen and Sonoma because they have to turn right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, so, like, we're, all, we're always plugging 30 for 30s on here. Uh-huh. But... This is an NBC property. Have you ever caught any of the Glory Road series about NASCAR? It's like the history of NASCAR, and it covers I have different seen eras. Like pieces of it. Yeah, there's like the bootlegger era, mm-hmm. and like I, I I I work on it sometimes on for NBC, my job on NBC Sports. Yeah, and like yeah. There, there was one about like the the black car from the Jeff Gordon garage that like you know won him his first cup. Yeah, and just like it's really interesting. Like I'm not a NASCAR fan. For me, it's, like, the same as golf. Like, I just, like, it's about, for me, like, sports is about supporting a team. And, like, I don't identify with, like, an individual the way that, like, you know what I mean? Like Some people do. Sure, the Steelers are a bunch of guys who, like, aren't actually, like, from my hometown. Maybe one or two. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But for the most part, they're not. But I support them because they're Pittsburgh. And, like, there's, I guess there's been, like, race car drivers who have Pittsburgh ties. But it's just, like, not the same, you know? Like, I don't. I don't, like, beat the drum for Chip Ganassi the way I do for, you know, the Roonies. Yeah. And, like, that's just the way it is. And, like, it's interesting to me where where I like NASCAR is when it provides me an opportunity to learn more about cars. Because I actually own a car. Right. Like, I don't own a goalpost. Right. Or a freaking Zamboni. No. But I own a car. But if you drove a Zamboni through Brookline, think about the looks you would get. Man. You get more high fives than anybody else. You know I would. I mean, like, yeah, Brookline's a Pennstown. Yeah. Um, but then whenever you went and like opened up the lid and dumped the snow, people would think you'd be dumping something else. But that's... you got to dump the snow. <laughs> you dump the snow in the little like, the, the, the like the hash mark place next to the parking lanes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they got the bump outs now. Right. They so do. you can't use the parking lane as a driving lane anymore. I know, right? Which makes you it a lot safer. Your, you fuck up your car. It's a lot safer. I saw it. Okay, so one time I was driving home, and there were these like, there was a car like on the bump out, right at the corner of like Boulevard and Stebbins, and there's these like two little old ladies in the car, and they must have just like, and there was a cop there, and I was just like, come on, I was just I was like praying, I was like, don't give him a ticket, officer. It's driving's confusing and hard, even for the best of us, man. Come on. So did, what if they're on the sidewalk? You, you know what, you so know, what? You know did what, anybody you, get hurt? You know what? These Italian ladies have been living in Brookline for the last 60 years. Yeah, and then one day they come, and, then and, one they, day they, come around, the, they, they and they cut out the whole boulevard. And they tear up the whole and boulevard. And they, the whole they, boulevard, they put bump out lanes in and Jeez. so forth. And now they can't take the little shortcut because, oh, nobody's parked up there. We can't yeah. do this. Yeah. And, Oh shit! There's yeah. a curb. You can't pass people on the right anymore because the sidewalk <laughs> extends through the right lane. You know, my God-given uh, right is as a negligent you know, I, you motorist know what, you know, is I, to I, pass people you know on what, the right. I grew up in Bellevue, 
Yeah. And they did the same thing on Lincoln Avenue in Bellevue. They put the like the sidewalk extenders and the bump outs yeah. and like planters and shit. Mm-hmm. And you it's beautiful. You, you can't. It, it looks good. <laughs> you, you just can't like shoot. Somebody turn left. Fuck you. Oh shit. Sidewalk. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. I like the bump outs because I, I'm big on like crossing the street against the light. Oh yeah. So. And yeah. people go like fifty on the boulevard, so <laughs> yeah, you do. need every inch. Of, there was a point in time where there was there, there was a point in time, and not in the in the in the too far past that there was some illegal drag racing on Brookline Boulevard. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I, I may or may not have been involved in that at one yeah. point in time. Okay, but well. I mean, it was yeah. I got pulled over for doing a U-turn there once when I was like. <sighs> 16. When I just moved, like, fresh... No, I, I moved to Dormont when I was, like, 23, 24. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, like, remember there used to be a Blockbuster video down there? Somebody just mentioned on Twitter about the Blockbuster in Brookline. Yeah, it's Las day. Palmas now. Yeah. Yeah. It's Las Palmas now. You know? I don't need to rent movies anymore because I got, like, streaming and online and cable. Totally. But, um, you know, tacos are... Tacos never go out of style. That's all I'm saying. Um... So yeah, uh, there's three races left in NASCAR. If you give a shit about NASCAR, you're really hyped on that. Um, they should have a Brookline race in NASCAR. I will probably they, they should do that. I'll probably year. watch maybe the last race a little bit to see what happens. Um, I know Dale Jr. is not in NASCAR anymore. Jeff Gordon's not in NASCAR anymore. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, who won like five years in a row, is not in the contentions of winning. Um, you know, my favorite driver, you know, died. Who, Dale? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Alan Kowicki. Really? Way back when. Way back when? Okay. And I started following Davey Allison. Then he died. Yeah. And they died. They didn't die in the track. They died in helicopter accidents. Mm. Um, no, but then I started liking Dale Jr. a little bit because, you know, I waited on him and Tony Stewart and a couple guys in Atlantic City one night. Uh, whenever they were uh, racing Dover that weekend, they came up to Atlantic City on Friday to like sign some autographs and do a thing at the casino and whatnot. Um, hung out with those guys for a little bit. They were pretty cool. But I followed Rusty Wallace for a while, then he retired. So then I was like, oh, I like Dale for a little bit. And then he retired. Well, And now I'm like, hey, I don't know who to like. And the way they change things up, I'm like, eh. It, 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 this isn't racing anymore. This isn't the way it should be. But. It should be bootlegger racing. Dude, that'd be awesome. Back there there the, should be contrabands involved. Back on the beaches. There, there should be real consequences. Yeah. Like, not just like, you know, I lose if I go slow. Like, I get arrested. You know, it's I... It's like, like, hey, I strapped a pound of Colombian Bambino the, underneath your the, car. Like, the cops are on their way. Yeah, you, know you, what NASCAR should, you know what NASCAR should be? <laughs> it should be driving weed from Colorado to, like, states like Pennsylvania that don't have legal recreational marijuana. It'd be like, remember the plot of the first Smokey and the Bandit movie? Well, that How, was like they weren't allowed to have Coors beer. Light. Like Coors they, Light they, was they, illegal they, in Georgia. They, they, or it, was, it was Coors beer. It was before Coors, Coors Light. Beer. It wasn't legal in the South because it, it couldn't come past the Mississippi, so yeah. they had to bootleg it back across. Which is yep. the dumbest thing. Like they, which I mean, they, but, Coors Banquet beer is okay. Yeah. Like I would not, I would not go one mile over the speed limit for Coors Light. No. Um, like, I I would. I would give my car away if it had a broken taillight, and you told me the only way to fix the taillight was if I, like, transported Coors Light across state lines. I'd be like, yeah, you know, not worth the aggravation. Like, you can just take my car here. Pretty much. I don't want to get pulled over on the way home with no shitty beer and a broken taillight. 
That's I'm just saying, man. The the old watch the the Glory Road mm-hmm. on NBC Sports. Like we'll if you if that. you think you don't like NASCAR, it'll change your mind. I've seen a few episodes. I'll have to check that out. But again. it's not like they're not making episodes about restrictor plate racing. Oh no! Okay, not. I'll tell you that. That's that's what you're saying. Like yeah. they changed it. The old school stuff is definitely way cooler. Uh, some old school stuff. Q-tip. Q-tip. Oh man, I love Q-tip. Um, you know. I did lose my wallet in El Segundo one did night. Did you? Yeah, I did. It really? happened. It happened. I mean, pretty <laughs> did girls, you do it on purpose? Pre- and no, pretty girls do that. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Were your Jimmy hats in there? <laughs> uh, Pitt. Okay. Pitt played kind of an old school game. They started out this game last Friday night in a monsoon. Like, watching on TV at work. Mm. I'm like, is the TV's fucking up? Or can I really not see the field because it's raining that hard? They've been playing a lot of rain games. Well, so is everybody else in this fucking... It has been town. a wet, 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 like, football season in the Northeast and, like, the Southeast. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, for Pitt's sake... Huh, for Pitt's sake. No, but, like, the Duke <laughs> game was, like... You know, the Duke game they played in a ton of rain. Uh, was, it, was it the Georgia Tech game where they had the, the actual, like, lightning delay? The week before? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like, yeah. when I saw that they were playing in shitty conditions, it kind of made me feel a little bit better about their chances. Yeah, it did. And they and it started off that whole first that whole first uh, quarter, the whole first drive Virginia had the ball was completely soaking horrible wet. And then Pitt got the ball, and it, like, oh, quit raining all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, but they played a hell of a game. Uh, down there in Charlottesville, Virginia, against the Cavaliers last Friday night, uh, Pitt finds themselves now at the top of the Coastal Division in the ACC. Pretty awesome. I mean, it's kind of like um, it's like when you're the person who's like, you know, who they would like draft to run in the sham election against Stalin or whoever. <laughs> you know, like you don't really have a chance to beat Clemson. But, um, well, I mean... But you get to play in it, and you know what? You never know. Well, you never know. But here's the thing, though. Pitt does have Virginia Tech coming to Heinz Field this Saturday, 3.30. Um, Virginia Tech's not the Virginia Tech of old. I mean, in the division, they are... or Sorry, in the conference, they have a... Uh, I think they're 3-3 three and three in the conference, and they're 5-3. and overall something like that um they're not and then they got miami i know they got to finish up with miami mm. so i mean they got some tough games ahead of them they're not unwinnable no. not at all uh and if you remember coach narduzzi at the beginning of the season um had his had his uh preseason proclamation of we will be acc champs so there's that I, 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 hey, and I, I want to hashtag H two P. Partly, yes, that. You know, also, also the um, like I said, I love the victory lights. I love that I can see them from my deck. Um, I wasn't home Friday night to see them. That the Friday sad. game kind of screwed up my light gazing, so I, I need them to win another game. Because I like that, and um, 
I also want to apologize for saying they don't have a chance against Clemson because, I mean, they beat they Clemson. They clearly do. They and beat have Clemson and will again. Let's go, Pitt. You know what? I'm sorry, man. I'm, you know what? I I feel almost as bad as I did when I said the Penguins are going to fire Mike Sullivan. Pitt, you can totally do it. You can so, beat Clemson. So you got Pitt coming up here uh, this Saturday, uh, 3.30, Virginia Tech coming to town. Then they go to Wake Forest, and then they finish up at Miami. So this is their last home game. So if you have not been to a Pitt college football game yet this season, this Saturday is your last chance for a Pitt home game. Uh, they finish up on the road the last two weeks, and then after that, they would be, hopefully, in the ACC tournament. Or, or, sorry, in the ACC championship game, which currently, right now, like I said, Clemson is number one in the Atlantic Coast uh, in the ACC Atlantic uh, division. And Boston College is 4-1, Clemson 6-0. I don't see anybody moving up above that. Pitt is currently 4-1 with Virginia Cavaliers, who they just beat at 4-2. Virginia Tech is three and two. Georgia Tech three and three. Miami's two and three. So Miami's not the Miami that they were last year when Pitt beat them and knocked them out of a um, bowl championship series. Well, it could it could happen again though. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is Pitt. I mean, hey, H two P all the way, and keep it rolling, guys. We got one game coming up this week, and it's a relevant game. It's a relevant, awesome. very relevant game. It's, They're it's, all relevant games. It's good that the, um, you know, one of, one of the good things about realignment and the BCS playoff is that there are second chances now for teams. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. it does. It, I don't think that the every game is a playoff game aspect of college football has been ruined by this but there are second chances but not everyone gets a second chance okay um penn state's not gonna get a second chance no we're gonna we're gonna get to them but they they already blew their second chance (laughs) even if they had beaten michigan like they they were still on the outside (laughs) looking in because they lost to ohio state (laughs) they blew their second chance on their hands and knees um, oh man! <laughs> Come on. Well, speaking of Penn State, we'll get to that. I mean, Penn State had issues getting past the fifty-yard line the whole fucking game uh, because last week they played in Ann Arbor against Michigan, got shellacked by the Wolverines, forty-two to seven. That puts them three and three conference play, six and three overall. With the Badgers heading into Happy Valley this weekend, and that the touchdown that Penn State got was in the last two minutes of the game. That was like, you know, Penn State was playing against, like, fucking Gateway. <laughs> and they still struggled to get that last touchdown. I mean, Michigan played a prevent defense the whole time, and Penn State was still playing their starters. Um, James Franklin, you can suck my balls. He's an asshole no matter what, whether it's a win or a loss. But he was even more fired up because it was a loss. And, you know what? Penn State is overrated every year. Notre Dame's overrated every year. As a Notre Dame fan, I'll tell you that that Notre Dame's overrated. How many Notre Dame years have we went through that like Notre Dame's the greatest? They're gonna go ahead and go to the BCS and win the national championship, and they lose the first three games. Boom. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, like I know you love Notre Dame just as much as I do, but 
I think I maybe I'm like more paranoid about it, but like I feel like every year Notre Dame plays a tough schedule. They do, they, and because they, they're independent, they, play they a tough do. Schedule. And then, but then like three quarters of like the college football fans, pundits, what have you, spend all their year like tearing down Notre Dame by like saying like, oh well, like you know Stanford's not that good this year, USC's not that good this year, Michigan's not that good this year, and. You know, they might be right about Stanford and USC in this case, but they're not about Michigan. Michigan's a pretty good team. Notre Dame beat them. Hmm? Um, I don't... I don't think Notre Dame's overrated. Like, they've... No, Notre Dame's not... I don't think they're overrated this year. I don't think they're overrated this year. Um, But Notre Dame still has that... They played down their opponents. They played Northwestern last week. For that that angle, yes, I agree with you. They played down their opponents. Um... As a lot of teams, unfortunately, do that we follow. The Pirates, the fucking Penguins, the Steelers. They play down their opponents. It's hard for the Pirates um, to play down to their opponents. Yeah, because they are the down. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, like... Wait, Penn, down Penn, Penn, Penn State, Penn State, everybody. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just singing Warrant. That's there all. Me Penn, Penn, Penn State, like, has this, like, cult behind it. That, like, you know... Literally. We're the greatest thing since sliced bread, and Ben and Jerry came from Penn State and everything else, and... You know, did I tell you my Joe Pa bobblehead story? Uh, no. Okay, so real quick, like, so Julia goes on like the free marketplace on like Facebook where people (laughs) are like getting rid of shit and like rather than take it to Goodwill, like, do you really want this? Like, you come in off my porch, and um, so like I was at my parents' house a couple weeks ago and she texts me and she's like, "Will you pick up a bobblehead for Louie? You know, who works up at Sam's on Sundays." Like he collects bobbleheads. Well, you grab it off like so and so's porch on your way home, and it's like right off of like Potomac. So I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. So I go grab it, throw it in my car, drive home, bring it inside, and I'm just like, I wonder what kind of bobblehead it is. And I open the plastic bag, and it's a fucking Joe Paterno bobblehead. And I'm like, and I just text her, and I'm like, I understand now why you didn't like tell me what kind of bobblehead I was picking up. <laughs> Because you would have set the bag on fire on the porch. It was, but, like, I mean, and then it, and then it was like on my counter, and like I'm not, I'm not like I don't want to slander like you know the person who actually wanted it, but he has a collection, right? So like I guess if you're a hardcore collector of bobbleheads that like you don't have a Joe Paterno bobblehead in your collection, then like that is a glaring omission. Yeah. But like the it was actually like. They, like, organized the exchange through private message because nobody wants to, like, go on, like, a public Facebook group and say that, like, yes, I will take the, you know, enabler bobblehead, please. Thank you. Like, <laughs> but anyway, like, like, it's a cult, but some people don't buy into the cult right, as much right. as they used to. You and, know, uh, yeah, but, I mean, so so Penn State, I mean, everybody up there, I mean, I mean, you know, all Penn Staters right now are still... They're, they're in like, oh my god, I can't believe the season's so bad. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and beat Wisconsin, and we're going to go ahead and beat who's next, and who's next after that, and and we'll still get a bowl game. Yeah, you're going to get a bowl game. They're, they're, I mean, there's, Penn State's still ranked in the top 25. Yeah, they'll get a they'll bowl game. They'll get a bowl game. They're going to get a, probably a decent bowl game. but They could still get the Rose Bowl. Potentially. Potentially. More not, they'll probably get like the Outback Bowl or like the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Where traditional like Big Ten teams play. Something like that. Um, Ohio State to the Rose Bowl then? Is the Rose Bowl going to be like the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game? It could be. Versus the winner of the Pac-12? It could be. 
It could be. Washington State looked good. Washington I don't know if you State saw any of that game on Saturday. That did look pretty good, too. And that, that was, was, a, that was a late game. That was a good game to watch. Yeah. Um, since we already discussed Notre Dame real quick, we'll just follow up with that. Where uh, Notre Dame did have a 10-point win over Northwestern last weekend on the road. Um, Notre Dame looked kind of shaky uh, to get started. Uh, again, they seem to on play. On the road is not a, like, Northwestern's not really a road game for Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, it's down the street. It is, um, it is down the street. And Chicago <laughs> is a big Notre Dame market. It is. Um, just like we were saying, like, you know, Notre Dame playing in San Diego is, like, almost like a home game for them. Because, like, every West Coast alum. Yeah. And, like, the, you know, the, the But they played Navy alumni. in San Diego. It's slightly different because... It is because the Navy is in San Diego. Because the Navy is in San Diego. But it, um, Notre Dame just, they don't travel well. It's it's kind of like Steelers. It's like oh these all these Pittsburgh fans like they're just everywhere. Yeah, it's not exactly. that they traveled to get there. It's not we travel to get they there. They live there either. Everywhere. They're from Pittsburgh and moved there, or they just grew up without a real team to, of their own, and they they chose the Steelers because I mean the Steelers Ooh. are the shit. Exactly. And Notre Dame is the shit. Is the shit. So and then you had Notre Dame, uh, though. Again, they do play down to some of the squads they should beat. I think that you're underrating Northwestern. Uh, hey, Northwestern was in the top twenty-five last year. Yeah, they're they're a better uh, team than they've been historically. They have been. So, like, I don't consider beating them by ten points in their home stadium well, to be like playing down to them. Well, guess who? Guess who? Notre Dame has this weekend coming to the South End. Is it it's an ACC school? Because they have to play so many every year to be. Is it Florida State? Yep. Yeah. Florida State Ooh. goes into South Bend. Florida State and Notre Dame, they don't really have a whole bunch of history between the me? two. 1992. Well, 1992, yeah. They that have was the that, game of the century. That, that was amazing game. Bobby Bowden. The hype Lou, around that game. Lou Holtz. The hype around that game. And the Orange Bowl. Was bigger than, I mean, like, Super Bowl thirty. That was a ridiculous game. And the Florida State came out on top. Deion Sanders was in that fucking yeah. game. I mean... Uh, you know, I still have my Rick Meyer jersey. No, no, no. That was your Notre Dame one on... No, Notre Dame beat them on a field goal, but then they lost to Boston College, like, the week or two weeks after. Notre Dame beat with Charlie Ward. Florida State. I don't know if Dion was involved in that game that I'm thinking of. It was, like, 92 or 93. My brother was a Florida State fan. You're I right. remember that. He had I was thinking it, I was thinking everything. The, no. 88, 88 was the national championship. That was... No, 88 Dame. was the Fiesta Bowl against West Virginia. No, 88, they won the world... They won the national... Notre Dame won the national championship. Yeah, in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, but that was the game they played for the state and went on to... Okay. And went on to... And that was with Deion Sanders and all that. Okay, so like... 92 was, you're right, Charlie Ward... Uh, Rick Meyer and all that, and then they end up losing to Boston College. Uh, the following, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My my dad still hates Boston College, simply because of that. Like, there is no reason for him to dislike that school or that program. Like everything about them. Like he hated Tom Coughlin for the longest time until Tom Coughlin See, became the Giants coach. And I'm like, Dad, like you and Tom Coughlin are basically like the same fucking person. Well, here's but the just thing. like he, well, like well, you're both like old Irish Catholic dudes who well, like think about, you're fucking late if you're not five minutes early. The only thing about <laughs> the only thing about Boston College that I remember Boston College football vividly is fucking 
<laughs> Doug fucking Flutie. Oh, yeah. Against you're, Miami. You're too old, man. I, I mean... I wasn't really following that. I mean, I, I, well, we're only, like, two years apart, but still. Still, like, man, my, my earliest <laughs> Notre Dame memory, like, that I can place was that 88 Fiesta Bowl. Like, oh, I knew, yeah. I know my dad liked Notre Dame, like, growing up, but the oh, first game I actually Fiesta remember, Bowl. like, oh, getting yeah. into and watching from start to finish and, like, being aware of the consequences was the 88 Fiesta Bowl against WVU, mm-hmm. a local team. You know, Major Harris, Brashear guy. You know, like, that was that was a big deal in my house. Like, anything before that is vague and doesn't really count. As far as Notre Dame goes. Like, I have pit games that I remember going to probably from, like, 86, 87. Um, a Thanksgiving Day game at Pitt Stadium against Penn State stands out well, for me. But also here with Notre Dame, you do have the rest of the season. They got Florida State going into South Bend this year. Um, that's this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Syracuse um, goes into South Bend. Uh, the following weekend, uh, next Saturday, the 17th. And then Notre Syracuse Dame. Syracuse can be tough. Syracuse can be tough. And then Notre Dame goes on the road to USC for the last game of the season. And that's a to be announced game uh, for what time start. Uh, the 24th, so right after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, yeah. So. so, yeah, you're coming down to. And then Notre Dame's independent. They're not going to have a playoff. So they went out and they're in the top four. They're getting a bit. Yeah. You know. They are getting a bit. If they lose, they're out. They're going to get a great bowl game, but they're out. And that's all there is to it. So they're in the playoffs is what you're saying. As long not, as the, not the official playoffs, but the every week is a playoff playoff? Yeah. They're in that. They're in that. They're in that right, right now. now. And so uh, is Pitt. So is Pitt. And then you have um, WVU uh, squeaked out a win. I watched last that game. Ma- I watched I that watched game that too. Because I was it was closer than the Penn State game. And I was like, I'm so not much, watching a freaking yeah. blowout. Well, I had I have nine TVs where I work. So we had multiple games on. But uh, where I work, we have a, on Saturdays, we have a lot of WVU people up. Yeah. Because we're, you know, 40 minutes from Morgantown. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're closer to Morgantown than you are to Oakland. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well... No, based but, on yeah. traffic and time of day, yes, you could make that argument. Yes, you are correct on that. Uh, Monday at five o'clock, I'm closer to Morgantown than I am to Oakland. Yeah, uh, but no. So WVU uh, squeaked out a last minute win um, over Longhorns of all teams uh, with a two point conversion. It has some controversy going that game on. Was on that. Awesome. That was the ending was so good. Uh, what controversy? So okay, so WVU goes down, scores. We yeah. saw that. They're down by one. Yeah. They go ahead and line up for a two-point conversion. Yeah. Snap the ball. Wide receiver goes out, does a quick slant, comes across the middle. Boom. Hits him. They're like, the, the refs out. come out like that. Yeah. Because they iced the QB. Yeah. Some icing kicker. I because, hate the icing. Well, well, so, you know, the Texas coach is standing next to the ref on the sideline and says, I'm calling timeout before he snaps the ball. Before he snaps the ball, I'm calling timeout. So, which essentially means I'm calling timeout as soon as he snaps the ball. So, the ref's like, and he's in his ear. So, he snap. He, they go ahead and motion the snap, and then he calls timeout, and the guys don't hear the whistle going. Boom. Mm-hmm. They hit him. And they're like, oh, we won, we won. Nope, there was timeout called right before the snap because the coach, and it doesn't matter what level you're on. The coach is always in the ref's ear on the sidelines. I'm calling timeout. 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 And they just 
said I just it. think it's bullshit. I hate it. You know, I hate when it happens yeah. to the kicker. I, and and they, I was I was already I QB was already rooting for WVU. Yeah. But once that happens, like I automatically Well the best part is WVU comes back and runs the same fucking play and still scores on right, it. Right, but if they didn't have a but it was a broken play. Yeah. And it was a QB run. You know, like I just there was nothing about the first play. That just shows Dana Horgerson right there showed some fucking balls. That's old school. That's like I'm going for the win, and you know what? We already lost one game this year. We're not getting into the top four. I'm still gonna get a good bowl game. So what if I drop four ranks in the polls? I'm going for the win. If you go for the win, he moved up in the ranks, and he did move up two spots in ranks. Going for the win. You know, I I think John Staggerwald's heart grew three sizes that day. Well, I mean, like seriously, I I saw him talking about it on the uh, showdown on Sunday night, and I think he actually cracked a smile. It was that good. Like, old school college football where there were ties. No overtime. Yeah, no overtime. And sometimes you had to go for two and the win and just put it all out there. And that that was great. I'm so glad. It was a great game. I'm great so game glad watch. I watched that and, instead and of Penn State getting blown out by Michigan. And then the Notre Dame game started shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, by the way, really sorry for Penn State fans who also watched the Steelers. Because they got double Harbaugh this week. Aww. Win or lose, it's just it just sucks to have to look at them. <laughs> that's funny. That that's funny. I like hey, it. Hey, thanks. I like Bold it. sports. I'm 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 here every week. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was a great game to watch. And, and like I said, unfortunately, after that loss happened, my bar cleared out. Um, there afterwards. Yeah, well, but that's know. okay. We fell back up again. Got to drive down to Motown. Yeah, we sh- we fell back up again. It was quite all right. Uh, but in the meantime, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. And I wish we did have some slice on Broadway to eat, but we mm. don't. Cause I could it's get like, some because it's like two in the morning. It's two a.m. and I'm just gonna have to get. It's some two a.m. and slice is closed. Seven um, eleven on the boulevard. But slice on Broadway. <laughs> uh, big supporters of Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Uh, you have Slice on Broadway, the original there in Beachview. You have Carnegie. As well as uh, PNC Park, home of the Pirates. And then you have out there in the East End as well. Yeah. Uh, you have the Slice. So go ahead and check those guys out. They have a thing going on right now on the Slice Facebook page uh, to where you can win pizza for a year. A year? Yeah. Man. Go check that out. Uh, in the meantime, folks, we'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here at Bold Sports this week, man. Like, uh, so we did a lot of college, we did a lot of basketball and whatnot. So, um, I have this on here the top 25 in football. I'll just give you the quick rundown it's Alabama, 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 Alabama. And then uh, Michigan, Notre Dame, and some other Jagoff. Uh, the, the top 25 doesn't matter. It's the top four. <laughs> it's the top four. Really. Even the top six is just a tease. Yeah. You know, it's just like, here's who's in. Yeah. And then yeah. fuck you, like, Clemson. Pretty and much. Fuck you, Georgia. I mean, in the event that the uh, Alabama Stadium implodes, mm. somebody else has a chance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
That's pretty much what we're getting down I to right now. I don't know, man. Saban will throw some dark magic and stadium will be back standing. Before we get into some serious Steelers talk, mm-hmm. I'll talk about some non-serious Steelers talk. Dino Tomlin, who is the son of Coach Mike Tomlin, um, he committed to uh, Maryland for next year. And Joey Porter Jr., son of Joey Porter, um, committed to Penn State for next year. Interesting so, that um, it's interesting that someone committed to Maryland this week. Yeah. Well, what with everything that's been going on down there with, you know, the coach and yeah, the training staff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of trust as far as football parents go that like Mike Tomlin maybe knows a little bit more about how the sausage is made than uh, your average like parent of yeah. a D one recruit. Yeah, you would think. So like, I guess I I can like grant the benefit of the doubt in that case, but. What's going on there? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I they, mean they, they investigated their coach. They investigated their they coach. They decided that he was worth bringing back. They decided he was worth bringing back. They and, had widespread protests on campus, and, and then, then they, they fired him. Then they fired the coach. And then, like, and two they, days later, the they, son of an NFL coach was like, and, yeah, well, cool, they also sign fired me AD, up. too. Yeah. So so I, I guess they're expecting things to turn over, and Dino Tomlin getting in on the ground floor. He's out of Shadyside Academy, folks, and even you didn't follow his career here in the Whitfields. Just another, um, just another in a long line of excellent human beings who've come out of the Dave Havern program. <laughs> he was my uh, basketball coach from like, um, sixth through eighth grade. So Matt and I are here recording on uh, Wednesday night. Now it's Thursday morning because you know how we do here. Um, the Steelers do play a Thursday night game tomorrow here in Pittsburgh. It's unbelievable. It's un- awesome. Um, which makes my mom like call off work or like leave early, take a half a day so she can get home, uh, without traffic okay. at five o'clock. Yeah. Cause she works in Oakland. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and lives in Ross Township. Mm. So she usually takes like a half a day or just like takes a whole vacation day cause she doesn't want to sit in the two hours of traffic leaving at five o'clock in the afternoon. Can't she just go like through Lawrenceville and up Route 8? <laughs> let your mom have a day off i get it yeah i mean and that's out of the way honestly yeah. it, she cuts through the hill usually and then okay. comes down the boulevard yeah cuts through the hill district and comes down past the old arena and gets on the hov line illegally mm-hmm. um with one person in the car what are they gonna do? um just pick up a it's hooker like larry david it's, it's a 125 dollar <laughs> ticket which she's gotten yeah um, uh. but <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Looks just like it's an off, <laughs> honest mistake, officer. At least I'm going the right direction. Dude, do you this many time. times Mary Margaret wasn't in the car to ride her home? <laughs> just saying. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, officer. I forgot. I usually ride Mary Margaret home, and Mary Margaret's not. The, she didn't work today. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. It's just natural habit mm-hmm. until the same cop pulls you over twice in a week. Mm-hmm. But um, in the meantime. Anyway, the Steelers She's do have this spirit, the, 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 Yes, the uh, Steelers do we have this home game. hope she gets better game. from her strep throat. The Steelers do have this home game tomorrow night, Thursday. Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton and company coming into town. Um, you know, former got, Steelers owner, former Steelers, former minority owner, minority of the Steelers owner. now owns the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And then you have a former minority Steelers owner owns the Browns now too. Now so. I know that's not as exciting as like a player. Right. From the team who goes to the next team and then comes back to play. Yeah. But, like, who's signing the paychecks again? True. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, maybe that's something. Maybe it's nothing. 
I don't. And, and I'm sure down at the Duquesne Club, like that's all they're talking about right now. Oh yeah, the Duquesne Club. I'm sure there's some big dinners going on tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. A lot of hedge hedge fundies and. Oh, definitely. But Cam Newton, football Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson, Greg Cam Olson, Newton. Greg Olson's a stud. Cam Newton. Cam Newton could be a linebacker. He's having a bounce back year. He's having a bounce back like, year. They're, Cam, they're, um, Cam was done. Cam was they're, toast. They're, they're, they're what? F- uh, five and one or four Cam and two? Cam was canceled. They're four and two. Yeah, Carolina's four and two. Coming into this game, uh, they're looking. At, we played the Panthers in the preseason game. I went to that game. Yeah. Cam Newton didn't play. No. At all. Um, so you got to see their backup. I got to see a lot of their backups. Is he better than Josh Dobbs? I don't know. After what you saw on Sunday? Nope, he's not better than Josh perfect Jobs. 100% completion rating. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, and I see Josh Jobs on regular. Josh Jobs went for it, man. Well, I mean, and he even said, hey, I talked to Coach, and he's like, this is what I want to do, and Coach isn't one that's like, you know, we're not going to just hand, have you hand the ball off in the end zone. It's a bad you know, place to hand the ball off. Very bad place to hand the I ball mean, off. I mean, it's not, it's not he's just like, like... He's like, you're going to go for this pass, and it, it, the worst is it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens? And Ben comes back in and throws a completed pass and gets the first down. Yeah, he and threw it seed, man. Like, throw it hard. He did. If you're if you're going to throw a pass... Throw, and, throw and by the seed. way, I have Juju... Like, if you pop it up and you're off a little bit, like, that's a pick six. Yeah. But, like, he threw a dart. He did. Through a dart. I see Josh Dobbs on a regular. Yeah. Um, he he hangs out with a few people that I work with. Um, so I see him on a regular. Uh, and I'll see him this week, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, at some, well, on the weekend. Well, I don't Thursday. know. Some people were a little over their handlebars on this whole Ben injury. Well, yeah. Like, they were calling, like, oh, the season's over. Well, here's the like, thing. Like, Ben's never milked an injury before. Right. Especially in Baltimore. And Come then on. you hear what happened, like. He got the he, wind knocked out of him. He got the wind knocked out of him. He didn't have a shoulder. No separation. wonder he looked. No wonder he looked like he was out of it for a while. Like you have he, a he stopped breathing Matt, for like a second. If you and have half. a six foot five, two hundred and seventy five pound man fall on your back, how are you gonna feel? I, I mean, I'll be knocked unconscious. <laughs> yes, like because you're like five yeah. foot eight and about one hundred and ten. Like pounds I'm going in the blue tent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like there's there's no ifs ands or buts. But the other thing is that, like. If I'm your quarterback, then you've probably got someone better waiting in the wings who just hasn't had a chance yet. I mean, like, I'm more Tommy Maddox in this role here. <laughs> but there are people actually making parallels. Like, oh, well, you know, it was in Baltimore when Tommy Maddox got injured. And and that's when Ben came out. But that's different. Like, Tommy wasn't the future. Mm-mm. Ben was the future. It like, was. I'm not sure Josh Dobbs is the future. No. Or just a capable backup that the Steelers drafted. And I... I'm sure that Dan Rooney like put his thumb on the scale when he realized that Josh Dobbs was an aerospace engineer by training, <laughs> you know, you know, the late Dan Rooney amateur pilot. You, you think he wouldn't mind like hanging out, like talking to his backup about planes while, you know, Ben's doing the like first team offense against the defense on a, on a practice day. Just say it like, I don't think anybody had great expectations for Dobbs. I think a lot of people were pissed that we didn't keep Landry Jones. I'm not. I I was a little. I'm not pissed. But after I see one pass 
it's still like we're fucked if Ben gets. Well, hurt. here's the thing. I if was Ben at... gets hurt, if Ben gets hurt, if Ben gets hurt, the season is well, over. Well, see, here's the thing. If Ben gets hurt, the season's not over because you do have Josh Jobs behind him, and then you have Mason Rudolph behind him. Okay, Mason Rudolph is the future of the Steelers. I don't see. I don't see it. I do. I do. I went to that last preseason game, and I watched Josh Jobs for the first half, and I watched Mason Rudolph for the second half, and. The only time you're going to see Mason Rudolph is in a preseason game right now. Yeah. Um, Josh Jobs is the shit. Ben's out. He can still make plays happen. He's been here for a couple years. He knows the playbook. Mason Rudolph is carrying a clipboard right now, which is what that motherfucker needs to do. Mm. Which is what Nate Peterman in fucking Buffalo needed to do, but the Steelers fucked up and didn't draft him and bring him to here to carry a clipboard for a couple years. Nate Peterman could be a great NFL quarterback if he was drafted by a team that had a fucking quarterback to begin with. And I'm not trying to jump on the Buffalo bandwagon right now, but... That'd be a bad time to do so. But Nate Peterman got fucked by being drafted by Buffalo. Yeah, no, Okay, okay, because here's the deal, like... If Nate Peterman got drafted by Green Bay, got drafted by New England, got drafted by Pittsburgh, got drafted by... New Orleans. Those are the top four teams that Nate Peterman should have been drafted by to be able to carry a fucking clipboard for three for three okay, years. But or he so. didn't. He didn't because and he got none thrown of those a... teams thought that he was the future. Right. He wasn't good enough in college to he... rate. Like he wasn't not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Like but... Aaron Rodgers had the pedigree Grant, where Nate they were Peterman like, "This guy at... is the next Brett Favre." Nate Peterman played at Pitt, and I watched him for fucking four years at Pitt, and I saw what he did at Pitt. Now, granted, he didn't have a whole complete team around him. He had pieces. He didn't have a whole complete team around him in college. But the kid's a better quarterback than people are giving him credit for. Motherfucker's still in the NFL. You're not in the NFL. I'm, I'm not, not in the, the NFL. NFL. I'm not in the NFL. I'd be eaten alive in 30 seconds in the NFL. We talked about Peterman but, last week, and I said I want him to do well. And he I didn't. I want him to do well, too. Um, so... If, I think at this point, what I'm comparing it to is Rudolph is behind Ben as a third string, carrying a fucking clipboard. He's learning the offense. He's getting mental knowledge. He's getting game knowledge, not by playing, but he's getting the book work. You got to get the book work before you get the game work. That is how it's done these days. That is how it's done and these days. And if that's days. the Steelers' plan, I hope it is the then Steelers that means plan. that this is possibly Ben's last year. Uh, you or know what? maybe it's not, one more after. I, I will say that it's. Ben's last year if they go and win the Super Bowl. If they don't go on and win the Super Bowl, it's Ben's possible we'll fly an airplane to your house and pull you out type shit last year. Well, you can't get into the situation with Rudolph where you've got to give him a new contract and he hasn't even been tested. Correct. Okay? So he doesn't get to be the clipboard guy for more than two years. Pretty much by so, that by that so, timetable. Well, okay, Steelers go and win the Super Bowl this year. Dobbs starts next year. Why? Why not just throw Rudolph in? Um, I'd accept it I'd after ex- a Super I, Bowl. I, I I would accept it. Um, you keep Dobbs around. Keep Dobbs. I guess around. you make him fight for it in camp. Make him fight for it in camp. Ironic, yeah. Make I him, guess make him fight for it in camp, but um. I, I could see Dobbs starting next year. Any event, 
But I don't see Ben going anywhere unless they win this year. If they win this year, I see Ben be like, been to four, one, three. I'm good. Thank you very much. It's my last rodeo. I'm going to go hang out with my wife and kids and still fuck bartenders on the side. Um, Steve. But, you know. Steve. Sorry. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> just saying. You can that, trust me, Steve. <laughs> just saying that, uh, you know. Your secret's I, safe with me. I, I mean, Ben. I see Ben. I mean, Amanda edits our podcast, but, like, you can tell me. Yeah. I'll tell you later. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll have. You know, we'll have. Uh, you know, they if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, I see Ben walking off as a champion. Uh, Bettis esque, Elway esque. You know, and so I see forth. Ben. I see Ben winning the Super Bowl, and then finding a way to get injured on like a kneel down play. So his last like, hurrah, he can get stretchered off. <laughs> he can get stretchered off and give a thumbs up, and and maybe do a dab, and then um come out with and crutches. Then, and then come out on crutches and, and to, to take with Jim Nance and and uh, what's his face the commissioner yeah Goodell. And he can be like, thanks for all your prayers. My foot miraculously healed, and I retire. So how about the secondary, other than Joe Hayden? It's like a revolving door. Um, <laughs> so Joe Hayden, who is... Pro Bowl season. Pro Bowl having. season, having um, about as big as Matt. And, you know... Covered, Probably a little bit bigger. Uh, Alright, we'll give him about two inches taller, but... About the same size. I bet he's got more in the like shoulders and chest area. But he's uh he's covering. He's you got know, the big strong arms. He's for covering tackling. AJ Green. He's covering, you know, the top wideouts that the Steelers face. You know, he's had one interception, uh, a lot of broken up plays and so forth. Uh, he's doing real well. But the rest of the secondary with Artie Burns and Sensabaugh and who else is in that revolving door back there? Um, uh shit. Who's the other guy? That's on that cornerback, D back. Uh not Edmonds. Edmonds had a good game Sunday. Edmonds did have a good game Sunday. Um He did. Good I mean, good pick, right? Maybe. Showing something. Yeah. I mean that's looking good for the future. But you're still running one really good corner. And you don't have anybody else. You're, you're playing committee ball after that. So when you're playing teams that have that deep threat, that's who you're playing Joe Hayden against. And whenever you have the teams that have the slot guys. So we'll say when the Patriots come to town. Who's Joe Hayden covering? Edelman all day? Edelman's a slot guy. Who they have on a deep threat now. They got fucking, what's his name on Cleveland that got traded or got released and picked Gordon? him up. Yeah, Josh mm-hmm. Gordon. So, what, he's going to be covering Gordon all day? Which, Gordon to the Patriots now is looking pretty good. He's getting the, the tosses, he's getting the catches, he's getting the touchdowns. I, I don't know. Do we just, like, first of all, let's not look past Carolina. Like, I guess we're not actually on the team, so we can, but, like, they're focusing on Carolina. They're focusing on Carolina, and they should um, be focusing on Carolina we, right we talked. Now. We talked last week about how the Saints are actually a big problem. Yeah. Bigger than New England, I oh, think. Oh, well, speaking of the Saints. They just got Des Bryant. Yeah, Des Bryant signed off the street. No, That's week 16. No, no, you and I are trying to think about this whole time. 
Why the hell hasn't Des Bryant been signed by a team before now? We wanted the Steelers to bring him in. Well, the Steelers talked to him. The Browns talked to him. If you watched on HBO the uh, fucking Hard Knocks, he was in Browns camp. They went in and talked to him and whatnot. They, and they didn't sign him. They didn't bring him in. He was in there for a whole day. Like, walked around the sidelines. All that bullshit. They didn't sign him. What's wrong with Des Bryant? The Steelers talked to him. They didn't sign him. Yeah. I mean, you know, Des Bryant's under 30 as a wide receiver, under age 30. What what What's his issues? Does he have off-the-field issues? Does he have... Did he lose a step? Does he have injury issues? But the Saints go ahead and bring him in with Michael Thomas. And Ingram's back in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And then you have you know, Alvin Kamara, who's laying Does it up. everything. Alvin Kamara's, you know... Yeah, and that's going to be dangerous. And Drew Brees right now is... Drew Brees is a stud quarterback by all means. He has one Super Bowl, but he's getting records. Yeah. Um... Uh, He's breaking Peyton Manning's records. He's. Breaking... I mean, he's a product of the system that he played in, and also of the time in which oh, he played. Yeah. But that's just part of it. You know, he's also. It's also a remarkable story. You know, he got he got cast off by San Diego. San Diego. Um, the Saints. You know, they they talked. He had an injury. They they talked like he was like you know here's here's this quarterback who's undersized and. He's got like not the best pedigree, what, and now he's also got a, a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Like he's toast. So they shipped him out to New Orleans, which was like not a destination for for football players. No, not at all. And you know, look what happened. You know, they they won a Super Bowl. They got they got so good so fast that people started paying attention to like Sean Payton's the a, the, a the bounty gate. Really good that whole thing happened. Oh yeah, you know like. Sean Payton got suspended, came back. I'm, I'm sure he's really itching to get another Super Bowl with the Saints just to sort of say, like, you know, fuck you, NFL. Um, I mean, I by all accounts, that was his, like... Those were his coaches that were doing the bounties. Like, he kept his hands pretty clean. He did, but... Doesn't head, mean he wasn't the, part the, of it. The head coach ends up... Doesn't bro- mean he wasn't part you know, of it, you know, but they head- don't have, like, a smoking gun that said, like, Sean Payton was... You know, telling people to headhunt and try to like break people's legs and nah, shit. But yeah, Des Bryant being in New Orleans right now, and then now you have the uh, Who Day versus Who Dat this weekend. Oh yeah, you know. So um, you got to New Orleans and Cincinnati this weekend. I, you know what? My in money's Cincinnati. on Dat. My money's on Dat. I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, fancy football wise, I have both quarterbacks in fancy football. You know who always says Who Day? <laughs> you know who says Who Day a lot? Well, who's that? The doctor who's trying to figure out the name of the person who's choking. <laughs> who day? Who day? Who day gonna get the Heimlich from me in a minute? Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> Fucking Cincinnati. Yeah, but, but seriously, for me, fancy football weekend. I do have Drew Brees and Andy Dalton on my roster for fancy football this weekend, and I'm like, huh. I actually won last week. Uh, I lost last week by stupid, if I would have started a different running back than I did, if I would have started a different running back than Tyree Cohen, I would have, no matter which running back I had my bench, if I would have started them over Tyree Cohen, I would have won. Um, I lost by nine points 
I was going into the Sunday night game, which was the Saints game, down by 60. And True uh, Brees and Alvin Kamara combined, they were, they were the last two guys I had going. Um, I'm sorry, that was a 415 game. That was, you know, but those two guys I left going scored the points and got me to nine, and then my kicker kind of shit the bed. Did so, you watch that Saints game, though? I did. I watched it. Did you see the, the cell phone? Uh, I did see the cell phone. I missed that. I was I flipped I to the MLS the playoff phone. game that was going on, and I, I missed the cell phone. I don't remember if he got penalized for it or not. He did. He did. But I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's like a classic. Yeah, he's paying homage I to... remember where, like, I'm sorry, but, like, NFL touchdown celebrations, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, some people get really offended and upset by yeah. them. I don't. They don't really matter he's that much to me. Homager, but so. I remember where I was when Joe Horn did the original cell phone. Yep. I was, because I was, I was working in a bar. He pulled up his sock. No, no, he didn't. He pulled it out from under the... The foam that goes around the goal. Oh, post. that's right. What it was. So he had to like, he had to make sure he scored in that end zone. Like the phone was like hidden. Yeah. There. If he had scored the other way, you know he wouldn't it have been able have to do it. And, uh, I mean that was that was the talk, like that was before Twitter, and like Facebook, like that was just like everyone at the bar. And like people, it was like water cooler talk. Like we don't have water yeah, cooler yeah. talk anymore. Yeah. Because, like, you're already tired of it by the time you go to bed because of all the tweets and postings and whatnot. But, like, I remember where I was when a guy Pulled did a, did, got a 15-yard penalty for pretending to, like... Or, no, he did call. He called his agent. He called his agent on the phone. Joe Horn, man. Well... And he, I heard he said that when he saw that, he got, like, choked up a little bit. Well, that was awesome. Uh, paying homage to the uh, greats. I, I thought he pulled out of his sock. I was thinking the sock was uh, whenever Terrell You can't Owens, play football with no. a flip phone in well, your sock. Well, Terrell Owens pulled a Sharpie the out of Sharpie, his sock. The Sharpie, yeah. Uh, he had a Sharpie in his sock yeah. and signed a ball and then tossed it up. Um, Speaking of Terrell Owens, there was some uh, dancing on the star going on in Dallas. Oh. Last night. Oh, wait. Two nights ago. Monday night. Yeah. Who danced on the star? I don't know who. I saw it on the, you know, I went out for like one beer for last call, and I saw it on the TV. Not it wasn't last night; it was two nights ago. Last night was the election. Yeah, yeah. Two Nobody was ago. dancing on the star. Maybe in Texas, maybe Ted Cruz got to like go dance on the star <laughs> by himself. But like, you know, Monday night, someone danced on the star, and they and they showed the replay. And the best part about it was like Terrell Owens, like he got like knocked off the star. And then one of his teammates comes and, like, sets it up so he can go back and nice. do more. No wonder he didn't get into the Hall of Fame, like, as fast as he wanted to. Like, Jerry Jones pulls so many strings. Yeah. You think it's really the football writers who are like, oh, that T.O., what a jerk. You know, there, there's people on Jerry's payroll who will never admit to it that it had something to do with that. That might be a conspiracy theory. It could be. This isn't a conspiracy podcast. No. But um I'm 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 riding with that conspiracy theory. So Jerry Jones kept T out T O out of the Hall of Fame for at least one year. Yeah. Possibly two. Maybe. Well, Just because he, he danced on the star. Well, he's in now, so he's in now. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I hope he never, like, comes into full communion. So, so uh, you're on Twitter a lot more than you are on Facebook and so forth. Um, did you see yesterday on the Twitter um, about uh, somebody's back in town hanging out, playing basketball at a gym? I did see that. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell at the LA Fitness. Yeah. Now, it was at first misconstrued of which LA Fitness he was at. And then it got narrowed down that he was at the one in uh, McKenna's Crossings. That's out in North Hills. My, uh, my friend used to live out there, and he. Uh, it was they, first they thought that he was at the rent. one in Bridgeville. So. No, no, no. Like the, the North Hills one makes more sense. Everyone knows Le'Veon lives in the North Hills because that's where he got his DUI. Yeah, on McKnight Road. Right. So somewhere between like Duncan Manor and you know Heinz Field, you take nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to work. Well, I, I had a friend who used to live out there, and uh, well, I grew up out there. So they, when when he lived out there, like they jacked up his rent while the construction was going on, and he's like, "You're gonna jack up my rent," like in anticipation of this new shopping center, and he's like, "I'll go to the LA Fitness when it opens," but like. I don't want to pay to like inhale all the construction dust. Yeah. So so Lev Bell, really worth Lev it. Bell on Twitter. But I guess if you make like Lev Bell money, even for well you're, five weeks of well you're season, not making Lev Bell money right now. But Lev Bell's not even making. Uh, Lev Bell he's money. not making Lev Bell money. Um, but Lev Bell put on Twitter and said bye Miami, and then um, no he said farewell Miami. Farewell. And Miami. He spelled farewell incorrectly. Correct. And all these people jumped all over his ass, and then. You know, two and days, these are the same people who like don't know later, the difference between there and there you know, and your and your. Two days later, he's he's playing hoops at LA Fitness, outed at uh, McKinley's Crossings. Well, that's good that he can still run. You know, that's good, and he looked a little bigger here and there. Whatever, it's, um, it's probably here. But I mean. the, but those videos, you know, videos and pictures, people are taking them like on the sly, so they probably don't have the best angle. Um, exactly. You know, that's what it comes down to. It is, it, you know, that is exactly what it comes down to. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not the sort of person who, like, plays pickup basketball games at LA Fitness. Neither am I. But is there not, like, some sort of, like, code uh, where you don't, they're, like, they're, put shit on social media? Hey, I know where I work, there's code. Like, you and don't I just get a take lot pictures. of people coming I know you've referenced a couple times, even tonight, that you've seen Josh Dobbs at your work. You don't take pictures of him and put it on Twitter. Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? No. Like, you respect the privacy. Exactly. And it's also, like, your job. It is. And I guess when you're just, like, a customer, like, playing basketball at a gym, like, you can't get fired from LA Fitness for taking a picture of, like, your pickup game. But still, like, have some courtesy. Yeah, exactly. You know? He's either going to play again for the Steelers or he's not. Like, nothing you have to say about it is going to change anyone's mind. No, it's okay. It's gonna make your video go viral. I guess which it did. Did but do you have a SoundCloud to plug? You're, you're gonna have. Do you have a SoundCloud? Actually, the guy who did it does. Does he? Is he but, any good? Look, is he better at rapping than? No, 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 no. His thing was Pittsburgh local Pittsburgh rapper Le'Veon Bell. Oh, that he's not a okay. First rapper. of all, first of all, he's not a local Pittsburgh rapper. Okay, <laughs> he was making the joke that okay. he was. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm still a little like sensitive from. You know, missing Jimmy Wapo, okay? R.I.P. Yeah, someone who actually Wapo. did it. Actually, like Mac Miller put it. Well, Mac Miller, yeah, took himself out. But okay, like 
this is definitely not a drug podcast. <laughs> but man, like Mac Miller, you just wonder, you know, if it had been like not fentanyl but like regular heroin. No, I look at no, no, it's cocaine. It was it was fentanyl, coke, and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I love cocaine. I can't do cocaine anymore because you know what? I will do a lot of it. And and Amanda would shoot me, and I would not have this beautiful house in Mount Lebanon to live in, um, and so forth. But now, I don't think I could actually go buy illegal drugs that I would put in my face from somebody because I don't know what's in it. When the days of not trusting your drug dealer, that's a horrible thing. Look, if Prince can yeah. die from fentanyl, yeah. And Tom I, Petty can die from it. Yeah, like anyone can. I, I mean, you can't trust. You can't trust it. So I mean, I mean, don't do it. I mean, what happened to to like trusting like bookies and drug dealers and loan sharks? Those days are gone. No, I'm not sure that there was like ever a day to trust a drug dealer. Uh, they want to keep you coming back, but now they're putting shit in there that kills you. Okay, that's fucked up. Well, all right. I'm just saying. It's not a political show. It's not a political show. But but I'm just saying. If you, like, legalized and regulated heroin, if you could get your heroin from the state store instead of from the streets, then, like, you'd be able to dose yourself better. But I did love not. I'm not, look, like, nobody is for this shit, but, like, it really sucks that artists who we love are gone are gone shit because they're taking shit that's not what they wanted like yeah. it's the fentanyl shit it's, yeah it's the same reason where you talk to cops and like I've, I've talked to EMTs recently and it's like you know they gotta wear gloves to like even touch people oh yeah because like if you even touch the shit like it's elephant tranquilizer mm-hmm. it'll kill you yeah and I'm not, I'm not trying to like start a big panic about yeah. drugs because like the panic's nobody, already there. Look, nobody who's, like, innocent is... Like, your kids aren't going to get fentanyl unless they're, like, already into shit that's, like, beyond what the schools what, and yeah. the police and, like, parents can prevent. You know, like, don't do drugs. You know, but if you do have to do them because you're, like, addicted already, like, I, it, it, you'd be better off taking, like, the methadone route yeah, than, like, doing what happened to Prince... And to Mac Miller, and, and to Tom Petty, Tom Petty, and several other artists out and there. And like, where the hell were we? And how did we get here from like I, Steelers? I, I, I don't know. Le'Veon Bell's not on heroin. He no. smokes weed. <laughs> Weed's good. Weed's hey, gonna be legal you know in PA in like probably like the next two years. next two years. Yeah, go but Fetterman. He, yeah, but he, <laughs> yeah, but here's the deal with Le'Veon Bell. So he has to sign by next Tuesday to get credit for this year. So that he's an unrestricted free agent next year. If he doesn't sign, we we talked earlier on a previous episode about the Steelers could be like, a, if you don't come back, we won't tag you and you can be unrestricted. That's a backhanded deal that they could not prove or not prove, whatever. Um, he could also get transition tagged. He can get transition tagged as well. And then um, the Steelers can like match an offer. Exactly. That- and then which like at this point like why 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 deal with it um and then just let him come back and he's gonna have two weeks of he's gonna have two weeks of being pup listed Mm. we'll have to pay him half his salary and to get him football shape and then 
let him play, so we still won't see him till uh, week thirteen. Now here's the thing, okay? So, so there's five games left after that. Four game, four or five games left after that. Is I he mean, a distraction, or is he an asset still at this point? Uh, yes. Pick yes. one. Yes, <laughs> he's both. Yes, he's both. Okay, because so, he, he's a distraction because if he's on the sideline, people are like, oh, he's not gonna, he's not suited up, and what could he ha- What could do? What could happen? Oh, he's not suited up because of this, that, the other thing. Um. He's an asset for his mental game, knowing where it is. Um, he's an asset when he does come back to what he can do. But then again, the Steelers catered their offensive line this year to blocking for James Conner and creating holes that James Conner's going through. But uh, did, when you saw James Conner go over the middle, uh, make that catch, yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. He's, I mean, that's that's where they're saying like, oh well, you know, you could still have James Conner as as the back, and you could put Le'Veon Bell, Bell out in the, in the slot. slot. Apparently, you could also put James Conner in the slot now. Yeah, and put Le'Veon in the backfield. Yeah, you can. Like, I'm not, I'm not like barring the door. Le'Veon Bell could come back and play for the Steelers. It would suck if he became a distraction. It it, it would it would suck if they ruined Connor's momentum by like forcing the ball to Le'Veon Bell. But if I know the Steelers and like the way that their like second half of the season schedule like works out, they're gonna need a spark at some point. Like at that some they point are. they're gonna need someone to make a play that you don't expect. And whether that person is Jesse James or Darius Hayward Bay or Josh Dobbs or or Le'Veon Bell. Or, or James Conner in the slot. Or Xavier Grimble. I mean, I mean, you know. I think as a coach, Tomlin wants Bell back because it's all hands on deck. It, it's all hands on you deck. Don't, and, you don't want your employer to take a stand at this point. This like, is pretty much the like last You don't run. want the Roonies to say, we're going to limit what your options are because we're trying to prove a point with a contract. Like They've already gotten out of paying him over half of what they owed him this year. Like it's it's probably time to let him back in, and let the coaches decide if he's ready and committed enough to be a player. It That's is. my opinion. Well, we'll see what happens in the next week. By the time you hear this podcast, the Steelers game will be over, and Sports and Center is teasing a segment about this very topic. Exactly, right now. and then we're gonna go ahead and turn this off, and then we're gonna watch this uh, section on Sports Center. And next week we'll be back with hopefully a Steelers win over the Panthers, and we more. will be so tired. It'll, we'll have like almost a whole week <laughs> to break down what went wrong or, or right. What or went right? Exactly. If it's a tie, we'll have like a whole week to think about why they tied. God forbid. I hope they don't tie. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Enjoy it. Matt and I'll be back next week to break everything down. Have a good week. Take it easy. Peace. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTasty on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag 
Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.